coming up. D-backs narrowly escaped defeat. How did they do it? And giving you our NL All-Star rosters plus biggest All-Star game snubs with Sully Baseball next. You are locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just follow Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram, just search in the little in the little search bar i'm sure you can find it and thank you for making lockdown diamondbacks your first listen every day i would not be able to do this podcast without you my loyal listeners sharing subscribing reviewing doing all that so i could do this podcast for you thank you don't forget we're also on youtube lockdown diamondbacks so go check us out there and now We've gotten all the formalities out the way. We're going to be talking about the MLB All-Star Game. Me and Sully are going to give our NL All-Star rosters, at least the starting lineup, who we think should have made the All-Star Game. We're going to be discussing biggest snubs as well. So it's going to be a fun conversation with Sully Baseball. But I first want to discuss Game 1 against the San Francisco Giants because the D-backs narrowly defeat the Giants in Game 1 after it felt like they were going to let the game slip away in the 8th inning. The D-backs were able to respond, and Mark Melanson shuts it down in the ninth. And this ended up being a very good D-backs win because we were talking on yesterday's pod about maybe this D-backs team can go on a run. And when I say run, maybe just play 500 ball till the All-Star break because the lineup is finally fully healthy. We got all our pieces in the lineup. And what that means, the defensive pieces are there as well. And so this D-backs staff likes to pitch to contact. And right now, they can pitch to contact and actually... Have dudes behind them that can make those defensive plays because with the with the Varshows, Peraltas, Thomases, Rojases in the world, Christian Walkers, even Carson Kelly's, like this D-backs defense is nice right now. So if the starting pitching can kind of get back to where it was the first month in part because the defense is also helping them out a little bit more and then you see the offense hopefully Take a step forward because so far this month of July, they've been a little bit more reliable, scoring between four to five runs a game. Like if the D-backs are scoring around four to five runs a game and they're playing great defense, the starting pitching should just be fine. It could lead to 500 ball for the D-backs, but the always, always the biggest question mark in that equation is how will the bullpen hold up? Because the because the D-backs have lost their last four one-run games, and it's all because this bullpen cannot hold a lead, especially a one-run lead. And the D-backs were up three; uh, they were up four to one entering the eighth inning, and. It felt like the D-backs were going to let the game slip away in the eighth inning because Merrill Kelly, who had just a really good start by Merrill Kelly. I mean, were there a couple moments where he got a little shaky and Brent Strom had to come give him a pep talk and talk him down? Yeah, sure, but still 101 pitches, pitches into the eighth inning, five hits, two walks, four strikeouts, only two earned runs allowed. A great start by Merrill Kelly. Uh, a last-minute bid to maybe be named to the All-Star game if there's an injury or something. Maybe Merrill Kelly can go in as a replacement. But after Merrill Kelly gave up the leadoff walk to start the inning, out came the D-backs 
all-star Joe Mantiply, and he just ran into some bad luck in that eighth inning. I mean, it wasn't the crispest Mantiply, but he, he got the ground balls you would want, but unluckily for him, one was an infield single. The other one bounced off third base and ended up being a double. And then after that, what did Mantiply do? He allowed a walk. Mantiply had the longest streak in MLB history by a left-handed pitcher of not allowing a walk in consecutive innings. That streak ended tonight for Mantiply. So he did something we don't normally see, but Noah Ramirez, who has had his ups and downs this season because we've seen a whole bunch of games where Noah Ramirez has blown it, he came in and he was able to get the the ground ball that made the D-backs narrowly escape out the inning because I say narrowly because... Watching that replay, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I felt like, was that Brandon Crawford? I felt like Brandon Crawford was safe on that play. Now, if you're going to tell me there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm going to wipe my hands clean with it. But just watching it on the replay, in the moment, I was like, ah, Brandon Crawford is probably safe. But thankfully, the D-backs, you know, it bounces their way in that situation. But after that, you know, I kind of tweeted out, like, now the stage is set. After that narrow escape by the D-backs, now the stage is set for Mark Melanson to just completely blow it in the ninth inning. And for a second, it felt like we were going to get there because he always has to allow at least one base runner in the ninth inning. Mark Melanson can't just come in and just, you know, one, two, three inning with two strikeouts. No, he has to allow the leadoff man to get on. He allowed Mike Yastrzemski to hit a single. And, you know, of course, you got to start sweating. You got to start looking for the aspirin because we know that headache starts to form when Mark Melanson comes in the ninth inning. And did the headache start to form? Yes, but thankfully, Mark Melanson was able to escape the inning and the aspirin was not needed. So with every D-backs win, we, of course, have to hand out three stars of the game because after every win you have to hand out stars to the most impactful players of the game so the first star i want to hand out uh it has to go to alec thomas i think because thomas three for five today he doesn't get to hit at the top of the lineup a lot but when he does he puts in work he was great as a table setter he was beating the shift as well i mean he just has such a simple sweet swing like he just someone he just feels like someone that's going to be batting around 280 to 300 for like a 10-year period and he's going to have seasons maybe where he only hits like 15 to 20 home runs but i think he's going to be very pedroia you know very Derek jeter-esque where it's like a high average a lot of base hits maybe not a ton of over the fence power but you can just trust him at the top of your lineup to be a table setter and just rack up base hits and get on base so i really like alec thomas i like what he did today first star of the game goes to him second star of the game always has to go to a starting pitcher in a great start got the win merrill kelly seven innings pitched into the eighth of course this man the workhorse i think of the staff zach allen's the best pitcher on the staff but i don't think he's the workhorse merrill kelly is if you actually had to make a bet with me entering the season both those guys healthy who leads the d-backs in innings pitch i would probably lean Merrill Kelly because even when Merrill Kelly gives up four earned runs he still is usually efficient and can still give you the seven innings or the six and two-thirds innings Zach Allen sometimes his pitch count runs higher sometimes when he starts to struggle it happens in that fifth inning you just gotta take him out so if I had to pick a workhorse of the staff it's Merrill Kelly and he gets the second start of the game and then the final star of the game I thought about Mark Melanson because he got the save. It was a clean ninth. He made a sweat a little bit, but he was able to get out of it. But I'm actually going to give it to Noah Ramirez, who held it down with the hold because 
If we don't get that double play, I'm coming on this pod and we're handing out three moons of the game because the D-backs would have lost if um, Noah Ramirez is not able to make that play. I don't know if you guys were able to hear that little beep sound. That was the oven ready because I'm going to make some pizza after this podcast. So great D-backs win and maybe they can start the run like I've talked about and just play 500 baseball. I'm not saying the D-backs have to get on some crazy win streak, win nine out of 10 games and put themselves right back in the wild card race. I'm not saying that at all, but if the D-backs can play near 500 baseball toward the All-Star break, that's all you want as a D-backs fan. Coming off last season, coming off um, how last year just was terribly. I mean, just think about where we were at D-backs fans at this point last year. The season was already over, but now it's July 11th, and yeah, the D-backs are nine games below 500. Like, that's not a great mark, but the D-backs are also um, looking at it right now. They're five games behind the Giants. Like, it's not terrible the D-backs are seven games back of wild card spot like it's not realistic but they're not like totally out of it which is uh, about all you can ask for as a D-backs fan at this point of the season and of course we're going to be ra- uh, ramping up with trade discussions and rumors probably pretty soon as well which we'll be covering on the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast but for tonight a great D-backs win and let's hope it leads to more D-backs wins as we enter the all-star break in the stretch run of this season now we're going to actually be talking about the MLB All-Star Game, and Sully and I are going to give you our NL starting lineups. But before we get there, I think I just need a little bit boost of energy because I'm recording this at 11 o'clock at night right after the D-backs win. And I think to give me that boost of energy, I need a Bilt Bar because Bilt Bars are a great source of energy. They're not only tasty, but they're good for you too. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. And right now they have these things called puff bars, which are protein infused, of course, but with marshmallow as well. And like all built bars covered in 100% real chocolate and it's soft and easy to choose. So if you want your own built bar, just go to built.com, use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. And also, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind or often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourself for over 20 years. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts a car will ever need visit rockauto.com Let's get into it with Sully Baseball. So, um, okay, then, go through go through your National League one because I have, again, I don't really have an issue with any of the National League ones, but I have many differences with my uh, lineup. So let's go with yours first. Okay, let's see. I, it was pretty close to, honestly, how they had it, uh, the normal starting lineup. I had Wilson Contreras at Goldie. I did do Jazz Chisholm as well. He didn't play as many games as maybe some of the other second basemen, but I still think he's had the best season. Uh, Manny Machado at third, Trey Turner at shortstop, 
Betts in the outfield, Peterson in the outfield. My biggest differences was maybe I had Juan Soto in the outfield as well. And then I also had, because they were, they had Ronald Acuna in the National League, he got voted in. Then at DH, like I just couldn't go with Bryce Harbor because spiritually it's like we know he's not going to be in the All-Star game. We've known that for a couple weeks now. So I went with Kyle Schwarber, who's just been on a freaking pair the last month when it comes to power and home runs. And he's just like the prototype DH. So I had him as my DH over Bryce Harper. Those were probably my two biggest ones, just the outfield and the DH. I switched up. Okay, this could be an, this could be interesting breaking this down with you here. Um, okay. I have uh, I have Contreras at catcher. Okay, I have Goldschmidt at first. I have Tommy Edmond of That's St. Good. Louis as my second baseman. Um, he's having a great year. Um, and no, no offense to Chaz to Jess Chisholm, but you know, I I think Edmond is just having uh, a really good overall year. He was my pick there. Um, I have Dansby Swanson at shortstop. I'm just a big fan of Dansby this year. I think he's having a okay. terrific season. Uh, Arenado, I have a third. Uh, you and I are lock, stock, and barrel. If my left fielder is Kyle Schwarber. Okay. My center fielder is Juan Soto. And my right fielder is Mookie Betts. Uh, my DH is Freddie Freeman. Okay. Uh, just because I, I wanted to have another Dodger in that starting lineup. And, and you know, it was – it really was between Trey Turner and Swanson. I just think Swanson's having a, a terrific year. Uh, and I thought it was, he was worthwhile having there. And uh, Sandy Alcantara is my starting pitcher. By the way, uh, full disclosure, uh, up until today, I've been calling him Sandy Alcantara. Uh, it's Sandy Alcantara. What? Uh, he picked, it's, I know. According to the Mets announcers I was listening to on Sunday, so um, who he had yet another phenomenal game against the Mets. So um, he's the Cy Young Award winner at this point. And to me, that's a no-brainer to have him be the starting. You know, there are some wonderful pitchers this year, but he's pitching like an old-school ace. No, he's, he's pitching runaway. like Yeah. He's the runaway Cy Young favorite. So, yeah, so our starting pitchers are Shohei Otani and Sandy Alcantara. And, you know, my lineup is uh, Freeman, Betts, Soto, Schwarber, Arenado, Swanson, Tommy Edmond, Goldschmidt, and Wilson Contreras. You have Otani starting your American League starting lineup. I got Shane McClanahan of the Rays as mine. And then, of course, Sandy Alcantara now. Alcantara. I'm just going by what they said during the Mets broadcast. Uh, Look, I understand why you have uh, uh, McClanahan from Mm -hmm. from Tampa Bay. I just like the theater of Shohei Otani starting. It just, you know, it's, it's 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 a, it's, Yep. To me, that's healthy. That's a healthy way to do it. And to make some green. These are these are athletic people who do some green. I think there's a member of the athletics who's going to be wearing green at the All-Star game. God, what is this getting me to think of? Does this remind you of anything? Athletics think, and green? I think it does, Sully, because I actually use this product every day to make me look like a baseball player, to become an athlete like a baseball player. And maybe one day I'll make it to the podcast All-Star Game because I use this thing called Athletic Greens to start my day and give me a boost to my morning every single day because let me tell you a little bit about Athletic Greens because what is this stuff that I'm talking about? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging 
all those things. And the reason why I love Athletic Greens is because it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it does not matter. Costs you less than $3 a day. And they have over 7,000 five-star reviews so you know they're reputable. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Could not have said. you just It's just the tones. Mm. The tones of Thanks. Miller Thomas. Um. You know what? Are there any snubs at this point? I mean, the thing about, you know, there used to be like, I can't believe this person couldn't make it or this person. But there's they always add so many injury replacements that by the time they get to the final roster, we're really just sort of splitting hairs by the end. It's There's there's not going to be any, I don't think, any truly egregious omissions from this list. Um, I don't know. Ty France, I think it's a pretty big one. And then also Carlos Rondon of the Giants not making it. I mean, he's like one of the best pitchers in the National League in ERA. He's like second in strikeouts. He's like number one in war and FIP in the National League among all starting pitchers. So like he's been a workhorse for the Giants team that uh, this year. He's been huge in replacing Kevin Gosman in that rotation. He's been better than Kevin uh, Gosman this season. So I think Rondon is probably a huge one. Zach Wheeler is pretty mm-hmm. big as well. Ty France is probably a big one. Those are probably my big three. And I'm looking at st- uh, some snubs but even your guy tommy edmund who you had as a starter he didn't make the all-star game so maybe you think he's a big snub yeah i mean i i just maybe it's just i feel that there's gonna be you know i didn't make a big deal of tommy edmund not on the roster and you could make the argument that i may be promoting him because i think he's having uh an under the radar very good year with with st lou but um you know i just feel that there's going to be eventually there'll be an opening uh, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm being optimistic, but of oh, course, how about by Dylan putting, Cease too? He didn't make it. Dylan Cease, he's fourth in ERA in the American yeah, League. Yeah, that's a big one. He's been yeah. he's been outstanding. And you know, you mentioned Carlos Rodon, who was a White Sox last year. Uh, Rodon had a phenomenal game just a couple of days ago, complete mm-hmm. game victory against San Diego over the weekend. Oh yeah, where he struck out like twelve batters or something. Remember complete yeah. games? Pitchers used to yeah. do that. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just – I guess that the, the snubs is really something you're going to have to ask the day before the game because, the, you know, if they – you know, if they wind up putting them on the roster over the next week, you know, if you look them up on baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth, if you made the all-star team as a starter voted in by the fans or at the last minute as an injury replacement, it doesn't say all-star but a last-minute injury replacement. It just says all-star. You know, oh. it, you know just so – uh you know, so we also have uh, a reunion of the 2006 World Series going on with Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera mm-hmm. being put in. I love. I mean, they, they should always do that. I think there there was always that used to be kind of a tradition in the All Star Game where if you knew a star was retiring, you know they're in. Let's give it a chance, especially someone who was you know Cabrera, obviously multiple MVPs, going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Pujols, multiple MVPs going to the Hall of Fame. 
and they're both with the teams, you know, that faced off. You know, that that actually no, uh, uh, Cabrera wasn't on that 016. He was mm-hmm. still with Miami at that point. But you, when you think of Cabrera, you think of the Tigers. Yeah. When you think of Pujols, you think of the Cardinals. Yeah, and part. so, and so, uh, you know, unless you're an accountant at the Angels' office, um, you know, they're playing with the teams that they're probably, you know, there's no doubt Pujols is going to have a St. Louis cap on his plaque, mm-hmm. and that Cabrera is going to have a, the the old English D on his plaque. So that yeah, they're there, it's not like you know, like last year Pujols was playing for Los Angeles. You know, playing for the Dodgers, or like if you know Cabrera was found himself as a you know playing for the Rangers or some team like that. Like no, they're going to be there. They're going to be representing the you know their teams as kind of in an honorary way. But like I remember in '83, both two Hall of Famers, Carl Yastrzemski and Johnny Bench, were both retiring that year, and so they're both on the All Star team, and they got a huge standing ovation. Mike Schmidt happened the same year when he was elected as a starter but retired before the all-star game because he said, like, I'm done. My injuries were catching up to him. And so he, but he still came to the all-star game in full uniform and came out. And that's how we got to say goodbye to them. And uh, that's, it should be a big thing, especially when we know we're about to lose a big star. You know, you should be able to say, use that time to wave goodbye. Yeah. I think we have to set a baseline and a standard though, for who that big star is that deserves the honor, because it can't be the Omar Vizquel's year 24 going on their retirement tour, making the all Well, there's a whole other reason for not Omar Vizquel as well, but I think, I think we need a standard, but real quick, Sully, we got some big breaking news in major league baseball right now. We got a trade. Robinson Cano has just been traded to the Atlanta Braves. How does that feel? First reaction. Um, Ooh. Uh, let's see. So what did they get for him? Did they get like cash. a just cash consideration cash? Man. There you go. Great so they cash. just lifted up a few, uh, cushions. They found some cash. They sent it to San Diego. Um, does it come with a time machine? Uh, unfortunately not. Mets are paying most of the salary. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. I know that they DFA'd him and they took a flyer. So, you know, it's a red flag when you're a high profile, high price player and you're going to play for your third team in a year. Yeah. Um, you know, look at I don't dislike Robbie Cano. What do you know? Um, Is he going to be this year like Eddie Rosario or Jorge Soler for the Braves? No. No. No, I don't see that happening. I think he's done. Yeah, he's wild. I think he's cooked. He's cooked. Um, I think we're now at the uh, kind of like when uh, at the end of, uh, you know, like Robbie Alomar, another problematic player um but like there's a couple like big stars in the past who at the end of their or like bobby bonilla you know by the end of his career it's like braves mets cardinals like it just he just was bouncing around just picking up a paycheck you know ricky henderson was that at the end of his career if you see the you know by the end of his career he played for the dodgers one year he played for the red sox one year you know he just was bouncing around and and you know, Robbie Cano, I mean, look at he's gonna play until no one wants him. Yeah. And I and I kind of admire that. But uh I guess what you're saying is they shouldn't have a tribute to Robinson Cano at this year's all-star game. No, he shouldn't be an honorary uh, all-star, especially after the PD stuff. It's hard to make the Hall of Fame yeah. after that. He was yeah. he had a, a locked up Hall of Fame career before all those scandals and stuff. It's actually kind of yeah, gee whiz. I wonder if Albert Pujols did anything. Hmm. I, I I just said a statement. No one can sue me for anything. If you have any issues about anything I said, please send your complaints to Creator Thomas twenty four on Twitter. 
All right. Well, hey, look at man. Um, you know, I think the I think the fans got it right, and I still think I still maintain my point that the season should start with the All Star Game, because even when I was coming up with oh, I like Ramirez's year, Bogart's year, I'm still only basing it on the first two and a half months of the season. You know, mm-hmm. someone could be the MVP of the season and not even be considered right now. Or the perfect example was in 2015, Jake Arrieta pitched out of his mind, won the Cy Young Award, but was not on the All-Star team because he had a good first half and he had an out-of-this-world second half. But it really penalizes people who have great second halves that don't get noticed. That's why Tim Salmon... Kirk Gibson and I have the same number of all-star game appearances. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I maintain that that's the case. But for the flawed way that we do it, I think the fan vote got it pretty right. You got to give them credit. They got it pretty close. But how do you feel overall just about the idea of having one representative from every team? Do you just feel like it should be the best players in there? Or do you think that's a fair philosophy? Um, for the way the all-star game is now, it should just be the best players. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the Diamondbacks have, who's the Diamondbacks representative? Mantiply, baby, and he deserved it. Okay, there you go. Mantiply. Let me say this about Mantiply. Longest streak in MLB history for a left-handed pitcher, not allowing a walk in consecutive starts. Or consecutive There you go. Starts. Well, you know what? MLB record, guys. MLB record. I'm going to be bouncing my grandchild on my knee telling me all about that record. Yeah. But um, I think the representative for each team works in – if you do the all-star game the way I want to, mm-hmm. which starting the season, because every team's going to have at least one player. They're pushing their chips to the center of the table, thinking that they're going to be good. Um, I just think as it is now, if you have a player who is just there because, you know, I call it the Robert Fick all-star syndrome. Robert Fick was the, the Tigers all-star in one of the years where the Tigers were just dreadful and no offense to Robert Fick. But, you know, really? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, I think that the every team represented would work perfectly if we're starting the season with the All-Star game. But as the Midsummer Classic, I think, give us, give us the best players. Give us the best players. I think that's my overall philosophy. I want the best players in the game. I'm not here for participation trophies or getting every representative in there. I think it should just be the best players overall. But I do think that there should be a representative from the home team. From the whichever the host for the host team, I if the host if you're hosting it, you should have at least one player that the fans say, "There's our guy." You should have good players on your team, then. Yeah, that's 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 true, and that's not really an issue this year as the All Star Game is being played right down the street from where I live. Um, I'm in the luxurious Lockdown MLB Studios in Pasadena, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl, and just a quick trip down the 110 from Dodger Stadium, and yes, oh. I did look into seeing whether or not I could get an all-star game ticket. And uh, I felt like, ooh, yeah. Um, we're selling built bars, but not that many built bars. Uh, so um, Sully, maybe next. Sully, you're locked on MLB, a ticket. You need to get a credential, my guy. You got to be in the press booth. Maybe. Okay, I'll see. Yeah. All right. I, you know, If you see me there, I'm going to have a hat that says press on. Yeah. Let's get a hashtag going. Get Sully to the all-star game. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, do hashtag – Sully two, the number two all-star game. Sully mm. two all-star game. Let's get this going. And speaking of hashtags, uh, by the way, thanks so much for making Locked On MLB 
your first listen. Have your second listen be Locked on Diamondbacks, clearly. And in upcoming episodes, we will be talking about the surging Orioles and the disappointing Blue Jays are going to be the topics of some of our upcoming podcasts. But hey, second listen, make that Locked on Diamondbacks. Your third listen, have it be Locked on MLB Prospects. We're host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia. And he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Miller Thomas, where can people listen to your show? At Creator Thomas 24 for my personal account. Look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Podcast is on all podcasting platforms like all other Locked on Podcasts. And check us out on YouTube at Locked on Diamondbacks. And you can follow us at Locked on MLB Pod. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Breaking down the all-star team with my personal all-star, Miller Thomas. This is the Locked on MLB, Locked on Diamondbacks crossover for the 11th day. It's 7-11. Get a Slurpee. They're not a sponsor, so I better do a fist bump. That's the end of our show. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Thank you for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. Go make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB Prospects, with that host, Lindsey Crosby, because he's a prospect encyclopedia. And the draft is around the corner, so go check it out. Thank you to Silly Baseball of Locked On MLB for making time with me and doing Mondays with Millard as always. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We should have Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants on the pod, so check it out. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. This is.